Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode 42 of the Brianna Approved Podcast. And we are doing a solo podcast episode talking about the benefits of natural light for not only supporting your circadian clock, but also for helping you sleep better. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about the benefits of natural light and how that can actually support your circadian rhythm and your sleep cycle. I also am going to discuss why you shouldn't actually be wearing your blue blocking glasses all day long. And this was even some new research to me, um, especially if you want to sleep better at nighttime. I talk a little bit about the benefits of natural light earlier in the day. So this is kind of the science behind why hot girl walks are really good for your overall health, but also for your mood. And then I'm going to discuss what your circadian cycle is. I go into what lux actually means, right? So when people talk about like 10,000 lux for, you know, using a lamp for mood support or for light, and then why blue light in general actually isn't totally bad, right? Like it's gotten a really bad rap over the years. And then I give some extra credit at the end, which is three tips to naturally increase your melatonin level. If you want to learn more about melatonin as a supplement, I've done that in previous episodes as well. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. But the nerd alert section of this show, we're going to actually go over something called melanopsin, which are these blue light sensors in your retina. We're going to do a knowledge bites on circadian rhythm 101. And then of course, we're going to have our fun fact of the day. So let's get into it, gang. And now it's your time for the fun fact of the day while I sip cafe. Did you know that 20% of Americans suffer from insomnia and artificial light has been shown to be disruptive to your sleep patterns, which can cause issues with our circadian cycle and melatonin production. What's interesting to note is that research has found that morning sunlight can actually reinforce your natural circadian rhythms. So that's basically what I will be talking about for most of this episode, but What we do know is that light exposure early in the day is really, really critical for melatonin production later in the day, which is why we should actually be seeking out bright light early in the morning. So like getting up and going for a walk or turning your lights on immediately or in the winter months using some of these bright light boxes. And while we know that light is a really big factor that can impact our sleep, Researchers have also shown that there's about 73 other traits that can kind of wax and wane depending on the time of the day. So things like how alert we feel to how strong that we feel. So your circadian rhythm does play a role in that, which is why sometimes you're like, oh God, I don't feel like, you know, being as productive or maybe you're hungrier or maybe you don't feel like as strong in the gym. And so again, we do know that our mood seems to be affected by the amount of light that we're exposed to. Because again, we have these cells that, of course, regulate our internal sleep cycle, but the same, those same cells, they're connected to the thalamus. And this is a part of the brain that relates to our mood. So if you think about maybe like after being out in the sun all day and frolicking and playing, or maybe like you're on vacation, right? Like you're generally exposed to more sunlight and think about a time in your life when you've been maybe feeling more depressed or what I would call like merp. You don't even want to see the sun, right? Like you kind of want to just be in this like dark kind of place in your life and think about that metaphorically, like you're in a dark place and there's not a lot of light shining. So there is an absolute, you know, impact between 
the light that we're exposed to and how that impacts our mood. So, you know, if you are feeling like you're having kind of an off day, as simple as it sounds, like going outside and getting some exposure to bright light can be one of those things that can impact your mood, but also be really, really good for your circadian rhythm and then your sleeping cycle later, which we know sleep and mood are connected as well. The more you know. Now let's get into the nerd alert section of this show. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. So in the nerd alert section of this show, we're going to be talking about something called melanopsin and then touching on blue light a little bit. So we actually have these blue light sensors in our retina that connects to our brain. So this can basically impact and somewhat reset our circadian rhythm or this internal clock, which again tells our body and our brain when we should be releasing melatonin and when those levels should be rising or falling. And so what happens is the retina of the eye absorbs light, right? And it goes ahead and it kind of makes a signal and it passes to the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Now this is found in the hypothalamus. And that's actually mounted in the optic nerve. By the help of norepinephrine, basically there's this signal that gets passed on to the pineal gland, and that makes melatonin from its precursor serotonin. So that was a lot. Feel free to replay that or feel free to totally not even listen to that because it's not super important for the big picture of things. Just wanted to get into that if you wanted to nerd out a little bit more. But you might also notice this kind of naturally, like think about it, in the summer months when the sun is out longer, right, um, our circadian rhythm kind of adjusts to this daylight as well. We maybe notice that we don't need as much sleep or we want to stay up later. And then in the winter months, right, we're like a little bit more depressed or we are more tired because our melatonin levels can actually fluctuate. So we have these blue light sensing light sensors, which are called melanopsin, and They're present in our retina and they sense blue light and the sunlight, which is actually a source of blue light. And when we say blue light, what that means is kind of this this wavelength measurement. So blue light means around 450 nanometers to 500 nanometers. And so blue light basically is kind of the brake pad to melatonin, which is why it's gotten a really bad rap over the years, why people say that you should be wearing your blue blockers all day. And that's actually not always the case. It's a really good idea to wear your blue light glasses maybe later in the day, right? When we want to make sure that melatonin, we want higher levels of that, right? So we can go to sleep. But again, that's why dimming down lights in the evening is actually a good idea to release that break so that melatonin can rise again. Because again, when light is present, we know that melatonin is not going to be present. That's kind of how we start to wake up, right? And so at the same time, this bright light does actually something to our melanopsin receptors. What it does is it goes and sends a signal to the brain to increase alertness and make us more functional. It can also increase our mood, which again can, you know, make us feel a little bit better. So these light sensors in our retina, these melanopsin sensors, they are a little bit different because they do actually need a good dose of blue light to go and tell the body like, listen, it's time to wake up. We don't need to be sleeping right now. We don't need more melatonin. So It senses this light, this bright light during the daytime, or it also can sense it from blue light from, you know, electronical lighting. So 
things like, you know, our cell phone, our tablets, TV, what have you. And it tells our master circadian clock in the brain that it might not actually be nighttime or maybe we still have some more daylight in us. So uh, in the summertime, for example, when it's like, you know, bright out or whatever, like it's saying to your body, go ahead, stay awake. Like you can, you can play longer. We're not sleepy yet. And at the same time, it kind of sends that signal to melatonin and says, hey, it's not time to release you yet because like we want to stay out and we want to play more and be awake. So if you want more information on that, Dr. Sachin Panda does a really great explanation of this too, if you kind of want a little bit more of a deep dive. But the blue light, like I said, is not all bad. It's about the amount of blue light that we're getting exposure to and basically at what time of the day. We do want that that blue light exposure first thing in the morning, actually, in the first half of the day, because that is what actually stops that melatonin production so we don't feel super sleepy anymore. It's when we have that blue light exposure later in the day or like when we're trying to go to bed at 8, 9, 10 o'clock, that's when we want to be aware of how much blue light we are consuming. Now, the next segment of the show is our Knowledge Bite segment because we know that knowledge is your brain's favorite food. In this Knowledge Bite section, we are going to be talking about circadian rhythm, aka your sleep-wake cycle. So this is kind of regulated by the body's internal 24-hour clock. This is our what we call our circadian rhythm, right? And it's this sort of internal timing system. So what happens is we, you know, some people will call it like our, our master biological clock. And it's basically just like this pair of what's known as super schismatic nuclei. And this is located again in the hypothalamus, which we'll do a refresher on that in a second. But what's important to note is that it's this internal clock that we have, it's reset daily, like literally every single day by retinal input, meaning input from your eyes signaling this light and dark cycle. So sunlight is literally like one of the most important mechanisms that can help sync our internal body clock to the outside world. This is why like, you know, jet lag can happen or if you've been inside for a really long time and like you've ever like maybe locked yourself in your office to do a lot of work and you're like, oh my God, what time is it? Or again, on on the positive side, again, when people like are on vacation and their, you know, bodies are a bit more in sync with the natural rhythm. So the circadian rhythm is controlled by your brain's hypothalamus. And so this is important to note because if your circadian rhythm is off, it's not going to just affect your sleep. It's going to affect a lot of other biological processes like, you know, your appetite, your energy levels, your hormone production, and even your body temperature. Because those are all things that can impact actually what's going on with supporting a healthy circadian cycle. So as a refresher, your hypothalamus, right, that's kind of like your body's thermostat. It controls all of your homeostatic functions. It it influences your autonomic nervous system, right? So think your sympathetic and parasympathetic, that rest and digest, fight or flight. Um, it also impacts your hormones. It, it controls uh, sexual behavior. It regulates your emotional response. So this is why, again, if circadian rhythm is disrupted, any and all of those areas can kind of feel off. And so... Our circadian clock connects actually to the nervous system and then to the endocrine system, right? So the system that is responsible for how our hormones function and dysfunction together. And the hypothalamus basically operates through this small little bundle of cells called your superschismatic nucleus or SCN. 
And so the SCN, this suprachiasmatic nucleus, is connected to the optic nerve behind the eye. And so it receives information basically about like varying levels of light and darkness for our environment through the day and night. So what that means in a really roundabout scientific jargon way is that light is really truly like day and nighttime light and that contrast of that that is so, so important for regulating our circadian rhythm. So if you are not exposing your eyes to bright light or having that extremity of bright light and then cutting that off at some point and having actual complete darkness, then you will absolutely have issues with your circadian rhythm. Okay, I want to talk to you for a quick minute about my Befriending Anxiety course. This is my first e-course that is designed for anybody who is looking to take a deep, deep dive into the science behind all things anxiety. What I love about this course is that it's two and a half hours of self-paced video content. You get study materials and journal prompts. The course is split into five modules. So we go into the origins of anxiety. We talk about neural pathways, triggers, coping mechanisms, and of course, herbal and nutraceutical support. So if you are looking for the most current research on anxiety and you want to learn about evidence-based and integrative methods for understanding, befriending, and coping with anxiety, be sure to check out my course at briannadiorio.teachable.com and enroll today. Now, I don't want you to panic if you've had a few days or nights or even a season of your life where you're like, oh God, I haven't been sleeping well, or I haven't been exposing my eyes to bright light, or I've been like staring at screens. You know, like when I was working on my dissertation, I was in front of a computer like literally probably 18 hours a day or on my phone or consuming media or whatever it was, right? So there can be these kind of one-off disruptions to our sleep-wake cycle that, you know, they're going to still impact us, right? They're going to make us maybe feel like, you know, a little bit more sleepy during the day, or we're not going to feel as alert. But you should know with anything, compounded interest can have an impact on our health, right? So when there's this kind of long-term breakdown of the circadian rhythm, this is when we can have more health consequences. So some researchers say that there is about a dozen different diseases, everything from you know cardiovascular dysfunction to immune dysregulation to reproductive problems that are either directly or indirectly linked to circadian disruption. So you know, sleep is important for a lot of things, primarily and secondarily. And again, because light is kind of that strongest mechanism, which we have for sort of synchronizing our internal body clocks. um, We also know that there are some things that we can control how much of that light we're consuming, right? Because again, now we are spending more time indoors, uh, especially in the winter months. You know, during the pandemic, people were like on their screens a lot more. So a lot of people's circadian rhythm was kind of out of sync. So, you know, try not to like stress yourself out about what's going on with that, but do be aware and conscious of like, okay, how much of this am I consuming artificially, this kind of artificial light? When can I put a hard stop to it? And where can I make more contrast with sort of this lightness and this darkness for the sake of my circadian rhythm. Again, because when light enters our eyes first thing in the morning, that suprachiasmatic nucleus responds basically immediately and kickstarts it and says, hey body, it's daytime mode, like let's get it going. And when that happens, 
we kind of have this other signal that goes on that raises your heart rate, your body temperature increases a little bit, your blood pressure rises a little bit to get you up and to get you moving. And this can also impact our cortisol levels. And again, because cortisol and melatonin are kind of antagonizing hormones, it's important to be aware of that, of when our body's actually, you know, releasing cortisol. And this is why some people who think they're a night owl, they might actually be going to sleep later and waking up later, not because they're, quote, a night owl, but because their body's actually off-putting the time that they release cortisol. So again, the rhythm basically, like these rhythms tell your body to either delay the release of certain hormones like melatonin or make sure that we are increasing things like cortisol at the appropriate times of the day. So when people also talk about stuff like, oh, I have adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, that's not always true. That's not always the whole picture. What happens sometimes is that we actually have circadian rhythm dysregulation, where our bodies is actually just producing cortisol at the wrong times relative to what's going on with our melatonin levels. So that is something to be aware of as well before you go and blame your adrenal glands. This is also why you might not remember things as well or feel like you have, quote, brain fog if you have consecutively not been sleeping well for a while because your circadian rhythm also does play an important role um, in making sure that you can get to REM sleep stages. And as a refresher, your REM sleep is really important for memory function and for learning because this is kind of that stage of sleep where your brain will consolidate and process information that you've kind of dealt with throughout the day. So again, if you're having issues with your circadian rhythm, you might notice that there's, you know, some physical changes going on. Maybe you feel like weaker in the gym. You might have some mental fatigue happening. And then also, again, some behavioral stuff because it is connected with the hypothalamus. So if you're consistently feeling like you're just, you know, tired all day long, maybe you feel like you have jet lag, even though you haven't been traveling, um, excessive sleepiness, irritability, depression, mood stuff, all of that can be a, a sign that, again, self cortisol relative to melatonin is dysregulated and our circadian rhythm is not as healthy as it should be. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh God, like what am I supposed to do here? One of the easiest things that we can do is expose our eyes to natural light throughout the day, but particularly first thing in the morning and that first half of the day. Because believe it or not, sunlight is actually one of the main sources of blue light that we have access to. It's Sunlight is natural blue light. And what we know is that blue light is at its strongest in the morning and during those daylight hours. And again, because sunlight contains all of the wavelengths of visible light, but the blue light is shorter and it's kind of scattered more easily. And as a reminder, that blue light, which is found at around 460 nanometers in wavelength, it will suppress the, the melatonin and keep us feeling alert. So when you wake up first thing in the morning, like getting outside and exposing your eyes to bright light or using even something like, you know, the, the light ring boxes that people have, those are really important too. Or just turning on the lights in your bedroom, like all those things that can send that signal to get us to feel alert. Again, because even though we think of the sun as like yellow, you know, if we draw a picture or we look at it, the light it emits is actually full spectrum light. And so it includes those same bright blue wavelengths of light that your technical devices have, which is why people will compare them and say like, if you're on your computer all day, you should be, you know, wearing your blue blockers and what have you. But the blue light from, you know, the sun is, is a more 
powerful form. And so again, by exposing your eyes to this bright light early in the morning, you tell your brain like, listen up, it's time to stop suppressing melatonin. So again, blue light's not all bad. It's just we don't want it all day long. We, if anything, want it earlier in the morning, especially if you're feeling like your mood's a little low. If you kind of can't get going, if you went from like a dark bedroom to a dark kitchen to a dark office, right? Like lighting is so important. I joke all the time, like when I go places, I know my, my brother and I even joke about this, like the light in this place just feels good, right? Like it, it can literally impact your mood and, and there's the science behind it. And so again, in response, what happens is your brain will increase that cortisol production. And then again, because cortisol and melatonin, they kind of operate indirectly to each other. This is important. What we also know is that sunlight first thing in the morning or that first half of the day um, can increase our serotonin levels. And as we know, serotonin plays a really important role in melatonin production because as your pineal gland, uh, what your pineal gland does is it takes that serotonin and it metabolizes it into melatonin and then of course can impact us feeling better. So this is why light therapy can be really helpful and getting that natural sunlight even sitting by a window, there's been research like to have a nice big bright window next to you can be helpful as well. Now, to wrap up the show, I want to talk about a few tips that you can use to naturally support your circadian rhythm, but more importantly, naturally support your melatonin production later in the day, because that's what should be happening is naturally, you know, first thing when we wake up, our melatonin should be lower and our cortisol should be higher. That's what gets us going. And at nighttime, our melatonin should be rising and cortisol should be lowering, right? And so this is why when people have sleep issues, you know, melatonin is only one piece of the puzzle and cortisol is only one piece, but the overarching theme there is circadian rhythm dysregulation. So number one, you can increase your melatonin by turning on the nightlight feature on your cell phone and on your laptops to change the color of light. If anybody has ever hung out with me in real time, you have seen this on my phone where everyone's like, why does your phone look weird or like look orange? Because I always have that on my phone. Like it's always dimmed to super low and I have that kind of nighttime setting on. Uh, this is really important. I have it on like mostly during the day, all day, but you know, at around 8, 9 p.m., right? This is when we want those screens to turn into that sort of orange color again, because this signals that it's kind of time to wind down and go to bed. Um, so, you know, this is when you can also kind of wear those blue filtering eyeglasses in the evening. If I'm still doing work on my laptop, that is absolutely when I will use that. And then, like I said, dimming the lights down in general and then switching to kind of a yellow or orange shifted light is going to be really important. Number two, get yourself a nice midday walk routine. This is so important. So yes, we've talked all about the benefits of like first thing in the in the morning, like get your eyes exposed to bright light, but midday walks are really important as well, or I joke and call them, you know, not I, but everybody on the internet calls them hot girl walks, right? And there's like so much talk about how it's great for your hormones and I call them my manifestation walks, but they're also really good for your mood, right? So serotonin levels, but also really great for supporting circadian rhythm. And I've been talking about this for years. So again, during the daytime, it's really important to kind of get that midday dose of bright, natural light. You can sit next to a large window if you want, right? And you can get about a thousand lux of daylight. And let me take a step back. So lux actually is kind of this standardized unit of a measurement of light or the the level intensity. So the illuminescence of something. So to give you some reference, 
direct sunlight has anywhere from like 32,000 lux to 100,000 lux. When we're talking about sunrise and sunset, this is about around 400 lux. On an overcast day, you can still actually get anywhere from like 1,000 lux to 10,000 lux. And then um, candlelight, which is interesting, is around like 1 lux. Firelight is around 10 lux. And then the moonlight is around 1 lux as well, which is why you know, we're not like staying up in, in the moonlight. So again, getting that bright light exposure is really, really important. Again, particularly in that midday, because it kind of gives you that little boost, if you will, um, to tell your body to release that melatonin later. Or again, if you have that like midday slump because you've been inside or you've been like in a darker room or whatever it is, or maybe you're in like an office that has no windows, right? Um, your body might actually start naturally producing melatonin because it's like, oh my God, it's dark out right now. Like, I guess we should go to bed. So uh, you want to make sure that you're getting that midday exposure to the sun and ideally doing it like without sunglasses and doing some light sun gazing, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Light sun gazing, you should probably save for like the morning and nighttime, but you know, make sure when you're going outside, like you're not putting your sunglasses on, you're taking like a, you know, 10, 30 minute walk and getting that exposure. And then lastly, get the timing right. So timing is really important for most things in life, but also for um, the timing of bright light for supporting melatonin levels. So again, for the circadian rhythm in particular, the timing of light exposure matters. So the best time to be outside in natural light, for example, of course, is the earlier parts of the day. That is in part because we have these cells Uh, they're called IPRGC cells. So they are very, very, very sensitive to blue light. And what is more prevalent is that during earlier daylight hours, the sun's rays basically shift from like, they shift to a redder light spectrum in the evening. So increasing exposure to blue light morning can improve your alertness and even your reaction time. Where on the other hand, if we're exposed to this bright light, or this blue light, you know, in the evening, we know that this can suppress our body's production of, um, you know, melatonin. So walking through even at nighttime, like let's say you go to the grocery store and there's like really bad lighting in there and it's super bright, or maybe you worked out in the really bright light, or you're again, you're on your cell phone or whatever, all of that can impact what's going on with our sleep. So getting the timing right really, really matters. And some people might ask like, okay, how long should I actually, you know, be outside for? And that actually really depends on where you live or what is going on with like the weather. So um, for example, if it's a really bright day and there's like no clouds outside, uh, what happens is you'll actually have a lot of photon light energy that's getting delivered to the retina. So for that, it might only take like 30 seconds to trigger that central clock and set your cortisol and melatonin rhythm uh, in a, into a better kind of pace. However, if you live in a really low lit area or like a lot of gray skies or again, it's the winter or what have you, um, it might take a little bit longer to set the rhythm. So that could take up to 10 minutes or what have you. So you can download, there's this app called Light Metri, and this basically looks at the lux of what's going on. Again, that you that unit of light measurement and tells you kind of like how much lux you're getting. So that's something that you can do. But ideally aim for at least 30 to 60 minutes of natural daylight during the first half of the day. So again, if you can't get out first thing in the morning, um, try and get out maybe around lunchtime, sitting next to a window, going for a walk without your sunglasses, try to really not use your sunglasses in the first part of the day, and then doing some light sun gazing first thing in the morning or um, at nighttime around sunset time again, which would include looking at the sky, not of course looking directly 
at the sun. You should not have your eyes watering um, or like be trying to burn your retina. So hopefully this was helpful and hopefully you guys get some great tips for supporting your circadian rhythm. You start going on some more hot girl manifestation walks. You start taking some time for yourself in the morning to expose your eyes to bright natural light or doing it in the middle of the day to kind of break up your routine and then see how that impacts your sleep and your mood and uh, everything else that you have going on that your circadian rhythm is influencing. So until next time, y'all have a lovely day. Ciao.